Ladies and gentlemen, Goonies Never Say Die, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yay! Yay! For we are the Goonies. Yeah. All grown up. Yep. Yep. Yes. Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, my gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello! Hello! Hi! too old for this shit. <laughs> and I'm a Kendall Richardson. <laughs> and I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yes. I just preampled. I love it. Hey. Michael Lister. Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks, folks. <laughs> it has. Yeah, it has. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Friends. Yes, you are. Listening it with your ears. Yes. And up your nose. And up your nose, right yeah. up in there. Get it cheap. Yep. <laughs> Cut it sweet with any other podcast, like <laughs> The Dollop or <laughs> Tofop, <laughs> The Dum Dum Club. No, we don't talk about Dum Dum Club anymore. Oh, we don't talk about I don't talk about Dum Dum Club anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here. It's another week, uh, which means there's been things we've been watching. Mm. Yes. Fulia. Yes. What have you been watching? So, uh... I watched um, The Simpsons, The Good, The Butt, and The Loki. <laughs> <laughs> the three-minute short. Yes, yes. Like it's not very, not very long. I, I before you say anything, I, ha- I have not actually considering how short it is in time. I haven't watched it. Okay. So please, I'll just give you a yes or no good. <laughs> please, please say whatever you like. I don't mind if you spoil it because I have seen little bits of right. like clips and stuff, but okay. I haven't sat down and talked. So. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was too short. <laughs> it needed a bit more. That's what one of my other friends said. It's like, why? Why they could have done this? Like, you know, because the Tree House of Horror segments are all in one episode. They're all like, you know, between five ten minutes long at yeah, least. Yeah, three minutes, barely three minutes, because wow. it doesn't. That 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 also includes the credits at the end. How are the cre- How are the credits longer than? I the don't ep- know. Oh, but it's um, disappointing. Okay. It was. On. It was. It had a cool few in jokes in the. Uh-huh. About Marvel and Disney. Good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, Tom Hiddleston is voicing yeah, a Loki yeah. uh, in My this, man. which is pretty funny. Yes, um, good. Making his debut on The Simpsons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Good. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say because it was just so short. It was just too short. Okay. <laughs> See, Fair enough. Too short to spoil either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, what the can synopsis, I say? <laughs> The synopsis says it all. I did also go back and watch um, one of the Maggie shorts as well, mm-hmm. um, the one where the Star Wars one, The Force Awakens the from Force her nap. Awak- yes, that, yes, that's the one. Yes, um, that one was actually a little bit longer <laughs> and more entertaining. Oh, that's <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> oh, Not okay. that I didn't like the Loki one. The Loki one was pretty good too. But um, yeah, the the. Maggie one was just a little bit more entertaining because there was a bit more action in it. Okay. <laughs> I am so disappointed to hear this. <laughs> um, 
And uh, apart from that, I went to the cinema to watch Black Widow, which we'll talk about later. Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Michael. Yes. Weekly watching. I also too watched the Loki thingy. You did? Yes. <laughs> Two shorts. Exactly. And something. It feels like um, it's meant to be for a Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. I think they just put it in here because, you know, Loki's happening. So mm. hit while the iron's hot. Yeah. I reckon. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. What else? Uh, yes, uh, I also too went to the cinema and see and saw and see and saw. I saw with my own eyes. Yes. Uh, Black Widow as well, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But I also went to the movies as well for something else. Oh. I went to see Space Jam. Oh. Oh, you've seen it already. I've seen it already. Oh, and I had a, a Friday off and I went to go see it. Great. Yes. And what are your what are your spoiler free thoughts? Spoiler free thoughts. Oh, do you want me to not spoil it? Well, we're gonna go see it. Yeah, that's very eventually. Can yes. I give you? Uh, can I give you an easy spoiler? Please. They win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, my thoughts. Um, well, are you? Do you want to go see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should. If I if I should talk about it. Okay, maybe we'll we'll, we'll table that discussion then. Yeah, for another yeah, day. For after yeah. we watched it. Okay. Because right. I do have some thoughts. Hmm. Hmm. And I don't want to dampen your enjoyment. Okay. All right. Uh yes. No problem. <laughs> so I'm just here to say yes, I saw saw that. Great. Um another movie that I saw well, halfway saw. I saw an, the amazing Spider Man. Um, what was it? It was, yeah, it was a Saturday night. I didn't have anything to do. So I thought, you know, I'll I'll stick to my Spider-Man thing. And I only got halfway because I was so fucking bored. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't really particularly like, like that uh, take on Spider-Man. You know, he's too cool. He, he He's on a skateboard. That's not my Peter Parker. <laughs> he's not a skater guy. No. He's not a skater boy. No, he said see you so, later, boy. And <laughs> she is good enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gwen Stacy, that is. Yes. And it got me thinking, why is why is all the Gwen Stacys, uh, 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 they're originally redheads, but they're now blonde? Because all, mm. all the actresses who actually played Gwen Stacy are, are naturally redhead. Hmm. Why don't we have a traditional blonde, <laughs> a proper blonde Gwen Stacy? Yes. Come on, Marvel. You're all about you're all about the representations. What about a pure blonde, blue-eyed person? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to make it too easy. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we we still got MJ. So so they're sort of brushing Gwen under the carpet. No, oh, that's all right. You know. Yeah. She's in the Spider-Verse movies. Yeah, uh, Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Yes. Hmm. Which, funny enough, um, my nephews and nieces are actually uh, really into Spider-Man. Um, my nephew, he's a little bit too young for the movies, but he, he's really enjoying Spider-Man. And my my niece uh, was watching um, Enter the Spider-Verse uh, when, I, when I came over to pick up some stuff from my sisters. So, yeah, we got... We've got little nerds, little nerds Yay! running around. Hey, good. It's Being like, raised right. It's like, 
And yeah, I'm not sure if I should break her heart when I say, well, the real Gwen Stacy uh, got her neck snapped. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for, yeah. for a, I don't know, 15-year-old film. Yeah. Anyway. Um, holy shit, that's coming up 20 years now. Spider-Man, the first, the same Raimi Spider-Man, yes. Next year will be 20, No, 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 I'm years. thinking um, Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing was Spider-Man was 2012. 2012. So we're, next year's 10 years for that. Is it? Yep. Wow. I know. Time mm-hmm. is a construct. Is is linear. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it goes around in circles. Sometimes it does. So, Kendall, do you go around in circles? Yes. Do you? No, I'm not going to sing that. You spin me yep. right round there. Like a record. Like a record. Like a record. Good. Yes. No, I, I, I uh, have been doing some watching of things. As well, sadly, yeah, I have had a very, very busy week, so I have I have let the team down. I have not watched the Loki Simpsons, and I am really disappointed in myself because it's three minutes. <laughs> I couldn't take three minutes to out of my it, out of my life out of my life to fucking watch it. <laughs> um, so I will make sure I do that before we next meet. Uh, I also haven't seen the latest Bad Batch or Modoc. So I am just a bad nerd, a very bad nerd. No, um. you're not bad nerd. <laughs> even though, even though the the, the batch episode is pretty good. Nice. Uh, they they sort of introduce a character that we've seen before. Ew. Ew. And I'll leave it at that. All right, leave it at that, please. Uh, I did, however, watch Rick and Morty uh, on Monday, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed much better than episode two, but not still not as good as episode one. Really? I think. But I did enjoy the Captain Planet spoof. Yeah. I thought that was hysterical, and I love Alison Brie, so it was cool to hear her voice. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. And I, re- I, I did enjoy it, um, and the sort of take that they had with it. I, I just thought it just made me feel down at the end. So yeah, it got a bit real at the end, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it got too real. Got too, too real. Too real. And that's not the first time that they've done that with Rick and Morty. Like, had these episodes end with like someone upset or bit someone of a leaving. Episode. Yeah, yeah. But but no, it was they, it was fun, it was a very fun parody. Yeah, I do like those episodes. It's just, yeah, it's like ah uh, okay, um, I, I feel down now. Yes, <laughs> I feel down. Even down. Uh, but yes, uh, and I, I did go to the cinema as well, and I saw The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, mm. um, the sequel to the uh, appropriately titled The Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. I think I liked the first one more, but that's generally how this goes. Um, but it was very funny. Uh, I, it was really good to see. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds teaming up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but Salma Hayek was the star of the film for oh, me. Cool. She was so funny. Every time she opened her mouth, it was just... The way she mispronounced names because of her, her beautiful accent was very, very amusing. Um, and certain certain actors that show up in it, uh, like Morgan Freeman, for example, he's in it. Um, Richard E. Grant. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time we'll be mentioning him on this episode, but he uh, he makes another cameo because he, he made a cameo in the first film and he, nice. he comes back, plays the same character for one scene and then fucks off. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I highly recommend if you're a fan of the first one, uh, go check this one out. It's Yeah, it's very funny. I mean, a lot of the, the spy stuff storyline to it, the MacGuffin of it all kind of 
is, is, is nonsensical, but I don't mm-hmm. think that I don't think it's supposed to be taken too seriously. So <laughs> you're just supposed to go in there, have a good time, and that's exactly yeah. what I did. So I can't I can't wait good. for the third one. Uh, the the, <laughs> the okay, let me get this right. Yeah. Uh, the 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 was it the Hitman's bodyguard's wife, roommate's former, <laughs> <laughs> twice removed. You know what? I they should have done. They should have. You know, they should have done a twenty-two Jump Street style end credits. <laughs> like there's different iterations of how Hitman's bodyguard with, with added on. Uh, titles could could work. Yeah, that would be very funny. Uh, yeah, if they if they play the card right, just the title gets longer and longer. And longer. Yeah, longer and longer and longer. That would be highly amusing. Uh, much like the movies themselves. So yeah, had a great time watching that. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's that's the weekly watchings done. Which means it's now time for uh, the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news, the nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, it's nerdy news time, and starting the news this week, unfortunately, have to get very sad for for a moment as we pay our respects to a, a legend of cinema. Um, one of the founding pillars of, of the modern blockbuster, I, I would say, is fair, a fair assumption. Richard Donner passed away this week at the age of 91. Uh, an incredible life he did live, and he leaves behind just a legacy uh, few can compete with. Um, uh, he meant a lot to me in my childhood because he is the director of my favourite uh, movie from when I was a kid, and that is The Goonies. Uh, I don't know where I'd be without that movie, because uh, it really it really had a, a strong influence on me uh, growing up. I've seen it probably 20 times. I, I adore it through and through, um, so uh, I thank him very much for that. But also I have to shout out the fact that he gave us uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman back in 1978, um, still one of the greatest superhero films ever made, uh, you know, the beginning of the modern iteration, I suppose, of the superhero in cinema. Um, uh, what a film, uh, what a legacy that leaves behind, you know. Uh, the score for that, I, as I've said many times, is my favourite film score ever um, by the wonderful John Williams. And, yeah, I just, you know, Christopher Reeve's take on Superman is, is still my favourite to this day. I don't think anyone will touch it ever. Um but yeah, he's also, uh, apart from those two amazing movies, uh, he's also known for bringing us the Lethal Weapon franchise. He directed all four films uh, from the 80s through to the 90s. Um, he worked with Bill Murray on Scrooged. Um, what else did he do? Maverick with Mel Gibson, Assassins, Conspiracy Theory, um, all the way up until his last film, which was 16 Blocks in 2006. So... Um, very sad to hear of his passing, but uh, again, an incredible legacy he does leave behind. Uh, Michael, yes, uh, are you saddened to hear of this news? Definitely a big pillar of um, just just cinema in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean one one of my fa- favorite um, like little niche horror, horror stuff is The Omen. 
Yeah. Where, which, uh, yeah, it spelled out so, so much uh, MP, um, IP for for that. But he did the original, which yes. was good. Mm. Uh, I, uh, the re- one of the reasons why I watched that is because Patrick Troughton's in it, and he's the, <laughs> and he's the second Doctor, and I'm a fucking Whovian, and I'm yes. a, a stupid nerd. Um, Not a stupid nerd. <laughs> stupid nerd. Stupid. <laughs> why do you watch movies just because they've got a Doctor Who in it? <laughs> but yeah, um, and and obviously speaking of nerds, um, him actually coming back to do the uh, Donna cut. Yes, for, for Superman, Superman two. two. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, start started with him. I mean, take take what you will with Snyder Cut. It's got nothing on the Donner Cut. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So so um, he, he's uh, he's for cinema and he's for nerds. He's yes, for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, he also did a couple of episodes of uh, 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 Tales of the Crypt. Yes. As, as well. Yes. Yes. So yeah. That's cool. So he can do horror. He can do anything. He can do lethal weapon. He can do everything. He was an everyman of cinema, yeah, yeah, of directors. Yeah. He could do any genre. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he will be missed. Yes, we will miss Richard Donner very much. That is for sure. Okay, moving into other happier news now. Um, we have our lineup for San Diego Comic Con at home. Um, of course, the pandemic is raging on, um, but hopefully this time next year we'll be back to Hall H yeah. uh, for the real real deal, uh, but uh, we're doing a Comic Con are doing a uh, at home event again. Everything over Zoom, everything over the interwebs, um, panels galore. Uh, the only bad thing about it is the fact that uh, because of this, I would say Marvel and DC are not presenting any panels or any kind of roundtables or anything. <laughs> and when I say Marvel and DC, I must specifically say Marvel Studios as in, you know, the mo- the Disney Marvel Studios, Kevin yeah. Feige, all of that stuff, and DC, uh, the Warner Brothers film stuff, because uh, they are both separately obviously doing comic book things, presentations, mm and the Arrowverse, I think, are doing panels for some of their shows yeah. as well. But no, the big, the two big honchos of, of, of Hall H, if you will, yeah. are not going to be there this year. Um, well, I suppose they've sort of um, developed their own. I mean, you've got DC Fandom, and you've also got Marvel that, that does a little bit of the, was it, the 23? D- so Disney has D23, yeah. which is the, a Disney-focused uh, convention. Um sort of thing that they that they do where they kind of go look at everything we've got. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they'll probably do what they did last year with their Investors Day and just make everybody very happy. <laughs> I still look at my post from last December and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> um, but in any event, uh, there are still a ton of p- cool panels that are in the works, apart from a couple I just mentioned. Um, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins will be having a, a panel for that upcoming upcoming film Doctor Who <laughs> is doing <laughs> Doctor Who is doing a panel sorry um, I, just, I just did the theme song okay no the <laughs> 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 um, yes Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker among amongst others will be on hand uh, virtually of course and to, a special guest too. and a special guest to talk about the upcoming Doctor Who season um, what else is Dragon Ball Z stuff? There's Paramount Plus news. There'll be some Star Trek related stuff. 
coming out. Amazon Prime is going to be doing a panel. Amazon of, Prime. Because, of course, they are. HBO Max and Cartoon Network are doing a uh, Adventure Time panel, which is cool. Um, Netflix, um, probably the other big panel that's happening. There's going to be a, a, a really cool Masters of the Universe Revelation panel hey. that's going to happen. Um, Star Wars stuff. Batman, The Long Halloween Part 2, because Part 1 just came out. Um, Need to get onto that. Mm, and there's going to be a panel relating to the Fear Street trilogy, which has just started dropping on, on Netflix. Yeah, I watched a little bit. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks kind of like if Stranger Things was a legit horror. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's probably because they've got one of the actresses from Stranger Things <laughs> that she's in. It's like Goosebumps if it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is written by R.L. Stein, so that is that is a good point. Uh, of course, there'll be a Rick and Morty panel uh, with Dan, Dan Harmon leading the charge there, as well as the voice cast, including Chris Parnell, Sarah Chalk, Spencer Grammer, um, uh, and that will be moderated by Brandon Johnson. Mm. What, no, no Justin Roiland? No Justin Roiland mentioned here. What the fuck? No, Scott Marder, who is the current showrunner and exec producer, he will be on hand with um, Mr. Harmon to talk about Rick and Morty Season mm. 5. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a Looney Tunes panel, um, which is pretty cool. It's going to be moderated by uh, Eric Borzer, who is who does the voices of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety, and Marvin Martian, um, with a bunch of other people involved. Simpsons is getting a panel as well, talking about season 33. Jesus Christ. It's still going, guys. Uh, how is a TV show older than me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Television began in 1988, as far as we're concerned. Yep. <laughs> um, Walking Dead is going to be back for some more panels. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead show uh, will be doing uh, panels as well. Um, yeah, and then there's just, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much the highlights. Family Guy is going to be there, American Dad, Lucifer... Um, Tom Ellis will be on uh, a, a panel virtually yeah. talking about um, the sixth and final season of the show. Uh, yeah, a Dexter, because the De- Dexter reboot's coming, so there's going to be a Dexter panel. Um, Bob's Burgers, and yeah, that's that's pretty much the highlights. So there's some, still some pretty cool stuff. If you're, if you're you know, sad about Marvel Studios and, and Warner Brothers not being there, there's heaps to go around. Wait, so. there's other stuff besides Marvel? I know, who thought? <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> not in this podcast. That's bloody right. Take, take that, Wayne. Um, so <laughs> moving into other news now. Um, I mentioned Amazon Prime before, so this is a hap- Amazon Prime. This is a this is a lazy ass segue, but the Tomorrow War, mm. um, the the big film on Amazon Prime at the moment, uh, has uh, just been confirmed to get a sequel in the works happening. They haven't really locked anything officially down last time I checked, but they are looking to get Chris Pratt come back. Uh, and to reprise his role um, because despite the reviews of the film, um, because it is not sitting very favourably on Rotten Tomatoes it's, it's, it's certified rotten it's like 50 something percent out of 100 um, but the audience reaction is, is slightly better yeah. um, and a lot of people watched it on Amazon Prime and, and that gave them a lot of revenue of course a lot of eyes a lot of, a lot of eyes um, yes, so yeah, so they will, be, yeah, they will be making a sequel to that so they can make more money more money. Uh, things they won't be continuing. Uh, Netflix's Cursed uh, is not getting 
uh, a second season. We talked about this show last year. Came out during uh, isolation when we were all at home and didn't have much to watch, but we had too much to watch at the same time. Uh, Catherine Langford, Aussies represent. She was uh, in the star of this um, Frank Miller adaptation into this Netflix show, Cursed, uh, based kind of or inspired loosely on the legends of King Arthur and the Lady of the Lake and all of that stuff. Looked pretty cool. But the uh, yeah, it kind of got lukewarm r- reviews and a reception by the fans. So um, yeah, and it didn't didn't seem to take off in the, in terms of Netflix's streams. So they decided not to give it a second season. So that one will not be coming back. Sadly. Yeah, I've I've kind of find that with most like Arthurian legend like properties, they sort of don't really do much. I mean, a lot of people have got their favourites. Yeah. But but there hasn't been really a, a crash hot one since I don't know mm. probably <laughs> probably Sam Neill's Merlin. Yeah 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 that's fair that's fair. Like it, or even Excalibur during the eighties. I mean. Well, people seem to like the uh, the adventures of Merlin, um, the the Brit- the British show. That yeah, ran, ran the one where years. he's talking to a fucking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it was all right. It's got it's got a bit of a cult following. Yeah. Um, if it's got a fan base, it'll probably survive. Yes. But I yes. think it's over. It is. No, that, that it ended years ago. So, yeah. Blink and you miss it. Blink and you miss it, <laughs> apparently. Um, Mike, Tomorrow War, <laughs> are you interested in this sequel? Um, well, at the moment, I don't have an Amazon Prime account. Oh, I have an account, but I'm not paying for it. So, <laughs> so uh, at the moment, I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing mixed... Uh, um, reviews on yes, same. Uh, but but my sources that I go to says yeah it's a bit of a bit of an all right sort of action action show that's uh, got time travel and I thought yeah okay I'll, I'll give it a go when when I decide to start up my membership again mm. nice which will probably when uh, the <laughs> the boys season three yes. comes out yeah, so. absolutely <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, well, before we, we wrap up the nerdy news, San Diego Comic-Con at home. You guys excited and going to check out anything? I'm personally, I'm not a huge fan of the whole virtual thing. I prefer the, the atmosphere of whole age, like watching those videos. Have you been there? I, I wish. Uh, yeah. My dream. Maybe it's a good thing being virtual, then you get more people. More people, yeah. Well, I suppose that, like, I think we said talked about this last year, but I think the, probably the cool thing about it is that for the fans... It gives everyone kind of everyone's on equal footing, mm. and no one has to wait outside Hall H for you know three days straight just to get in, yeah, sort of thing. So I'm glad it kind of puts everyone on the same playing field uh, yeah. in terms of accessibility. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if any panels, Fulia, you might check out. Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and check that list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many to to go through. Well, the mm. super. No, sorry. No, no. Not this year. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No. Um, yeah, like, I'll have to go through the list. I'm... I I, tr- I don't know about the whole virtual convention thing. Yeah. Um, I tried doing that with E3. It didn't go so well. I ended up... Watch- I just ended up watching the live streams that they had. Um, because of, because E3 is generally an actual convention that happens physically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be missing, you know, a lot of awesome stuff, including, you know, IMD Boat. 
I know. No, Kevin. No, Kevin. On the IMD boat. Wow. He. Surely he's doing the panel for for Master of the Universe. I would imagine Probably, so. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be doing that panel, but you know, you're not going to get the you know the exclusive interviews that he usually gets <laughs> uh, on the IMD boat uh, when he does the yes the Comic Cons. Yes. Um, well, we never know. He might be doing it virtually. Oh, well, maybe. Who knows? Because I've been seeing a lot of um, him doing interviews for uh, different. Uh, outlets for mm. Masters of the Universe, and and um, he's doing it in his office because he's got yeah. he's got his wall of pop, he pop does. at the back, and it's like it's you're doing cool. this in your office. You're lazy, <laughs> but you're cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, um, yeah, I I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Mike. What about you? I'm sure you're you're excited to to see the Doctor Who panel. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely because I like my Doctor Who. And I don't care what people will say. And Good. I could insert a rant here, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. If you don't, if they don't build it, people won't come. <laughs> Kevin Costner's full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Kendall? Do you like Kevin Costner? Oh, he's all right. Yeah. He was okay back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah, not a huge fan of him, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. That's why this isn't a Kevin Costner podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's a shit-ass um, um, Kent, old man Kent. Yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> in Not to not to sidetrack, but yeah, I did not like him in, in Man of Steel at all. Is it? What is, like, what? who sacrifices themselves to a tornado when they could clearly just not do that? He's like, don't do it. <laughs> That scene is almost as bad as the Martha scene. It's like, no, he's supposed to die of a heart attack, something that you can't, can't control. control. It's the whole point of it. Come on, Zack Snyder. Yeah, fuck it. Hey, no, no, I, I'm a fan of him. I am, I'm a fan. You of get him. all the incels in here and they yell and scream. Hey, I, I, I like the Snyder cut, all right? I just don't like certain things he's done with other certain films. aspects. Certain aspects of the DCEU. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's gold leader this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the nerdy news, guys. Uh, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Trailer park time. It's trailer park time. Some pretty cool trailers to talk about this week. Starting with, of course, uh, the first kind of extended look at the world of Marvel's What If. What If What? Uh, <laughs> who's on first? Um, who's on second? <laughs> I don't know who's on third. <laughs> so third base. Third base. <laughs> I don't know. Third base. <laughs> so what if uh, this is uh, one of the many uh, Marvel Studios uh, TV shows that was announced, uh, you know, a couple of years ago now at Co- at Comic Con, topical, um, and uh, yeah, this one's all all animated. Uh, it's going to be presenting alternate kind of reality versions of the heroes we know, but not as we know them, <laughs> um, which is it's super exciting for me because I'm a person that kind of thrives off alternate universes and different versions of the same people sort of thing. Uh, more on that later. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm, I've been yeah since they said they were doing this, I was super excited about it, and and just seeing this trailer has me very excited. A um, couple of things I'm disappointed about is the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is not voicing Tony Stark. They've gotten someone 
pretending to do an imitation sort of close enough um, imitation of him. It's fine, I guess. He's moved on to other things. Uh, and Paul Bettany's not doing Vision in this for some reason, I find strange. Um, Wonder Vision, I guess. I don't know. But they have gotten most of the actors back. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that was Chris Hemsworth, right? It sounded yes, like him. Yes, it was him. It was Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yes, it's his, la- his last ever anything. Uh, Michael Rocker what, what is doing Yondu yes, as well. Yes, and Tom Hiddleston's doing Loki. Sebastian Stan's doing Bucky. Um, and uh, 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 what's her bloody name? Why am I blanking on her name? Oh Agent my. Carter. Agent Carter. Fuck. Mrs. Carter. No, the, ac- the actress. The actress's name. <laughs> Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Uh, Haley Atwell is voicing uh, Captain Carter, as she refers to herself. Um, yes, in the trailer, which Captain Britain. which is probably the one thing I'm most looking forward to seeing. Although the idea of T'Challa as Star Lord is fascinating to me as well. Mm. Um, so that that's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, it looks it looks great. I love the style of animation. I like how they re- uh, recreated the o- kind of the opening shots of Iron Man One, <laughs> especially the fact that they were like, let's put that in the trailer, like yeah, yeah. right at the start, as sort of like a parallel. Um, and um, yes, a nice parallel uh, with uh, you know the, between the film and this TV show connecting them together, and Killmonger rocking up, very very cool. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm, of course I'm super super duper in on this. It's going to be a fantastic fantastic show, I reckon. Um, that's for sure. Fulia, what do you what do you think of this this trailer for What If? Um, there was a lot going on in that trailer, so <laughs> I either need to go back and watch, rewatch the trailer, or just wait till it comes out. <laughs> I am interested to see, um, you know, just you know the, the different um, roles that everyone's going to be taking within this show. Um, I, I think that's a really cool concept, just to see, you know, like the title says, what if these characters were different characters like mm-hmm. or their roles were different mm-hmm. as um, part of the whole um, MCU so that's going to be really cool uh, the animation style yes I really like the look of this um, so I would love to check that out I love my animations so and I'm always interested in seeing different styles of animations um, so this one's definitely up there and yeah I think that's really all I can say about it <laughs> cool we'll wait until we watch the show yes <laughs> yes Mike or we, you... or we don't or we don't I mean it's not part of canon so what's the point don't, what, don't what you... if we watch it what if we watch it <laughs> <laughs> well played Mike what, what did you think of this trailer yeah it's alright um, yeah it's it's uh, out of all the DC stuff. I'm quite interested in this because, yeah, I am. I'm a, I'm a big sucker for like alternative versions of uh, of different um, I, um, different Marvel stuff. Yeah, um, I'm really interested in it, this one. Uh, the Peggy Carter story is going to be going to yes. be awesome. Yes. Um, how the ducks in it? I'm awesome. I'm so looking forward to that is one. Is he in this trailer? I yeah. missed it. Yes, he's yeah. in this trailer. Like I missed. Rob. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I think my brain was like, oh, where's Loki Loki happening? Where's Loki? Where's Loki? (laughs) He's fighting people. He's fighting people, so I don't know what's going on. He's King Loki. Yes. He can't hit the Loki. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay, how the duck fuck yeah. Is, yeah. is Seth Green, uh, I wonder if Seth Green's going to I reckon, soon. I reckon he's going to do that because he does the voice in the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. That's very true. And also, uh, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a quick bit that you probably missed as well because it was very quick, but I did watch a break, uh, someone who broke down, uh, the sort of images that are flashing. Uh, one yep. of them was Scott Lang. Uh, I don't know if it's Paul Rudd doing his voice, but but it's Scott Lang with his head in a jar, <laughs> like Futurama style. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. It's like okay. Interesting. I want more. I want to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know more? Yes. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and also yes. pa- and also Party Thor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. For some reason, he he go he's uh, he's not worthy, and he goes to um, uh, and he goes to Las Vegas. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Because that's where he's going to find his worth. Yes. 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 With lots of money. Yes. yes. Another. A different. Yeah. A different kind of worth. <laughs> My God, that's going to be amusing. I'm also kind of looking forward to and well, finding out if we learn any more about who watchers are because this show is kind of the narrative structure is focused on uh, a watcher uh, voiced by Jeffrey Wright and he was the one that was kind of narrating the, the trailer because mm. um, you know we've had watchers kind of seen briefly in Guardians Volume 2 and Stan Lee kind of <laughs> is, is one um, um, an, an honorary lo- uh, watcher yeah they couldn't really uh, at the time they couldn't really call them watchers no, they, they didn't own they that didn't name. They didn't own them by then, but but, but now they do. Uh, James Gunn just went, eh, just put them in there, see see what happens. <laughs> and I, Slide it in. It's like um, it in. Um, people with big heads uh, talking to Stanley. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, mate. Yeah, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, what if we'll be dropping uh, on Disney Plus? I believe the episode structure will be the same. As previous Marvel shows, weekly episodes on a dropping Wednesday. on a Wednesday because Wednesdays are the new Fridays. Remember? Because if you put a W upside down, it's M, and M is Marvel. <laughs> yes, well done. Yay, Illuminati, well done. Yay. Um, it's the first episode of What If will be dropping on Disney Plus, or very soon on the 11th of August. So, mm. great. In a month away. Yes, yes, yes. Literally, literally a month from today. So. Yeah, we don't have to wait long. No, not at all. Um, something we have to wait slightly longer for is uh, the next Disney animated film, uh, which is Encanto. Mm. Uh, we got a first kind of good look at what this movie is about um, uh, with this trailer. And I had no idea Lin-Manuel Miranda was involved, but now my interest is, is peaked more than it was before. So that's cool. Um, it did kind of remind me a lot of In the Heights, which I just watched not too long ago, just in terms of the flavor and the vibe and the color and, um, and all of that is really, really cool. Um, yeah. And I'm a big fan of, um, Stephanie Beatriz, Rosa Diaz in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's doing the voice of the, of the lead character, um, the one who doesn't have any gifts, um, which makes me sad for her. Uh, so I hope, you know, she's able to you know, figure out what her gift is in this film. I guess that's what maybe what the story is going to be, I suppose. But the animation looks fantastic. Uh, I love the bright colours. looks really cool and the music and everything. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll watch this because 
you know, I don't watch every animated film for some reason because I'm weird like that. But, um, but no, it looks great. It does look really good. So, uh, Fulia, I'm excited to hear what you think <laughs> about this trailer. Um, I'm really surprised that they didn't use any kind of voiceover or any kind of title cards really come up. Yeah. Which was really interesting. That really, um, that really sort of stood out to me compared to every other Disney animated movie that we usually get in terms of trailers. Um, you're right. It is a very colourful looking movie. Um, I do like that. And, of course, the animation style is absolutely awesome um, because Disney. Um, <laughs> and I'm really... I'm kind of looking forward to hearing the score since it is Linman... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Too many names. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Just pick yes. two. Come on. Uh, he's the the the, 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 the the person who does the score of the composer? No. Not the Well, I mean, no. he's... He, he, write, he writes the He writes he, the, the so, Songs and lyrics songs. are, yeah, by, yeah, are yeah. by him. I don't know if he's done the whole score or not. No, yeah. But, but, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out what this whole being gifted thing is. That's kind of intrigued me a little bit. It's like all these people in her family has got magical powers of mm. some sort. And she, mm-hmm. she's the only one that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Which is strange. Fucking squib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Um, so now I'm... And, and then the whole, the whole community is just like, but you're not gifted, you know? And yeah. And they're kind of like disappointed in her in some way. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um... I'll most I'll probably yeah, no doubt I'm probably gonna watch it. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty special. Um, uh, with the animation and all that, and yeah, uh, my wife really really enjoys uh, Manuel Miranda's um, sort of music as well. She can't stop singing Hamilton. <laughs> um, and and also she really enjoys Moana as well, and and Zelda loves Moana as well. Like it's very colourful and, and musical and magical and and everything that Disney is known for. So it will probably be one of those movies that that we'll all watch together. And oh, may, maybe first movie that will let Zelda go to the cinema. Maybe mm. still got still got to work out how, um, which is going to be the first movie. It's probably going to be some Disney bullshit. So. <laughs> may, may may as well be this one. What about you, Kendall? Yeah, well, you know. Is Disney bullshit? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you've already said Zack Snyder's bullshit. I'm legally not allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's in your contract. It's in my blood contract <laughs> that I signed. Uh, Encanto will be in cinemas. There is no mention of a Disney Plus premiere access with this one, uh, but it is going to be released theatrically uh, on the 25th of November. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. Not, yeah, they're not going to chuck it just solely on um, Disney Plus. No, not this one. It, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a Pixar movie. No, I'm still. I'm still butthurt about that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, not good. Not good. But we will persevere. We've got one more trailer to talk about, uh, and that is uh, a complete changing of gears here with the first trailer for Sweet Girl, uh, which is a Netflix film. Uh, starring Jason Momoa 
Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I'll pretty much watch him do anything, really, because he's very entertaining, very talented. Um, good to see him in, you know, another kind of, I don't know, I don't know if this movie's going to be either any good or, or big or, or well-received or anything, but like, you know, something other than Aquaman that people can go, oh, you know, because <laughs> he's, yeah, because he hasn't done, I mean, he's got, he's got that TV show on Apple called C that uh, a lot of people are saying is, is quite good, but I have not uh, been able to check that one out. Uh, regardless, um, yeah, it's a, it was a good trailer. They probably put too much of the movie in, but Netflix trailers we have noticed do tend to do that. They put a lot of the movie in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so that's fine. I, I, I can whistle past that. Um, yeah, the plot was a bit, felt a bit convoluted to me, unless I'm just, because I'm really tired. I did not get enough sleep last night. <laughs> not my fault. Um, but, yeah, but just the stuff with, like, you know, the, the his wife was ill and the you know, big farmer screwed them over and she ended up dying and then and then for some reason he's maybe he's uncovered some kind of conspiracy involving um big farmer and the government and like it's, he's he's being hunted down and all this stuff. So it just kinda seems like a Liam Neeson taken film with Jason Momoa involving, you know, political maybe commentary yeah. on, 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 on the state of the world or things in America potentially. Um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna be any good. This one, but I'm um, I'm sure it'll be entertaining, um, and yeah, good to good to have it on Netflix so people can easily access it. And yeah, I don't really have too much else to say about this one. Um, I'm probably not gonna watch it um, if I'm honest, but hopefully it's good. Fulia, what do you what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> not my style of movie. As much as I love Jason Momoa, he's awesome. Um, he's so pretty. He very pretty. <laughs> he's very pretty. Um, he's also a really awesome guy, like in terms of just yeah. personality. He's, yeah. he's just really nice, funny. Down to earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, a lot was shown in the trailer. Um, I'm not really into these kind of like really action packed drama type style movies. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably give this one a miss. Fair enough. Mike, mm. what do you reckon? Yeah, um, it definitely has that feel of 80, uh, sort of 80s action. It's like one one man, one one decision, one desire. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, and it's kind of cool that Jason Momoa's got something to bite his, uh, bite his teeth in. Mm. Uh, and, um, yeah, it definitely feels like one of those dad films because it's, yeah. it's definitely just like super dad. And Super dead. You know, I, I can sort of relate because <laughs> I would go ends of the earth trying to protect my family mm-hmm. uh, within reason. Um, I wouldn't go probably too far. I was just, ah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have to do that in Australia because we got we got national health care and it works. And, yep. And it doesn't encroach of our freedoms. Uh, cha-ching. And... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you won't be able... Yeah, I, it'll be one of those movies that's like, I don't understand. Why why, why don't you just claim it on Medicare? Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's the how it should have ended video. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it can only happen in America. Yeah. Uh, those sort of movies. Yeah. Uh, well, this sort of movie. But I don't know. if it, uh, I, 
I still got my Netflix, and uh, I I watch it every now and again. Well, I am watching it every now and again because Rick and Morty and stuff. Woo! And yeah, we uh, indeed. Um, where Rick is a terrible father, so I'll, <laughs> I'll probably watch this, and go, yeah, I, I'm that dad. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch vicariously through through Jason Momoa's actions, and I go, yeah, I I, I can be that sort of dad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Kendall? Do you have a dad like Jason Momoa? Would he, <laughs> would he protect you from from the government, from from the from the American government? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would do his best. He'll <laughs> <laughs> try. If the yes, if the opportunity <laughs> arose. Um, Sweet Girl will be in the cinema. Not in the cinema. It's a Netflix movie. Ah, I'm just testing you there. Nah, they'll probably chuck it in for a week so they can say, Oscar hey, contention. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. apparently they're actually doing that with Bo Burnham's um, Inside. Inside. They're, they're really? Actually, it's going to be uh, out there for maybe a week or maybe just a day on selected cinemas in America. So. Ah, uh, good. Mm. I, I was listening to, to some of those songs on the way here, actually, earlier. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's exciting. All right, Sweet Girl. Uh, if you're interested to check it out, will be on Netflix on the 20th of August. Nice. Nice. Quickie review. Okay. So. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. <laughs> um, so we kind of teased at the top of the show that uh, that we'd been to the cinema to see Black Widow. Together. Uh, together. In person with each other. But it's not even my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even Kendall's birthday. No, I know. It's not even your but Not yet. Not yet? No, okay. <laughs> just just want to make sure I don't dig a hole. Yeah. <laughs> you did just then. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a shovel? Um, Happy birthday! <laughs> no, Black Widow finally, finally came out. Pandemic be damned. We've finally seen it. It's happened. Yes. Um, so we're going to do a, a, a quickie review uh, on Black Widow without too many spoilers. Um, you know, just general consensus, general thoughts. Just a paragraph. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I really liked it, you know, uh, of course. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I've liked it. I think I, the more I've thought about it, the more I've let it sit with me, I've enjoyed it more, mm. um, which is good because at first glance I was like, no, I wasn't entirely sure. Like I knew I, I knew I enjoyed it, but uh, because my expectations were so high going into this, because it, you know, it had it had to tick all these boxes of being the first Phase Four movie, the first time seeing a Marvel film in two years in the cinema. You know, you know, the first film after the Infinity Saga. All this finally Black Widow getting her own movie. Like hello, like it's you know expectations through the roof. So because of that, it didn't meet those expectations but that's not to say it's not a good film um yeah it's just yeah just unfortunate that it had to be delayed so many times because i imagine our expectations wouldn't have been that high if it had come out when it was supposed to yeah Yeah. um but that aside like you know um apart from uh my disappointment with taskmaster a little bit like i got what they were trying to do with the character and how they were incorporating it into uh, Natasha's backstory and stuff like I, I appreciated it but it f- kind of fell flat and felt like a cheap imitation of Winter Soldier a little bit um, I did enjoy the the stunt work though the way that they had Taskmaster mimic everyone and, and copy fight moves of other Avengers 
um, other characters. That was really cool to, to see, especially the Black Panther moment <laughs> was was nice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then like for for me for Natasha, like yeah, I it felt she didn't for me she didn't stand on her own until the, the end when she was face to face with with the big bad of the film. Yeah. Um, but I loved that sequence. The whole final act was really good. It was I thought it was a very good third act. Uh, in a suit for a, like for a superhero film because you know sometimes they fall apart in the third act but I I think it I think it was fine um, and just the comedy from um, Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova with the the posing remarks and imitations mm. and and the vest like she's so happy about her vest uh, and has then, lots of pockets lots of lots of pockets yes um, ladies <laughs> it's okay to have pockets <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I loved. Uh, uh, David Harbour as uh, Alexei Shostakov, the Red Guardian himself. He was hysterical. Uh, good, good comic relief um, in the film for me, and didn't didn't grind too much. I, I thought he was awesome. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Fully, what 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 did you think? Uh, look, I enjoyed it. Uh, I probably didn't have the same high expectation as you did. Kindle, few, few people do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and but. So I just took it at face value and I enjoyed the film as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some moments in the film where, you know, things could have been a bit better, um, okay. especially in terms of, like, dialogue and all that sort of stuff. Okay, um, yeah. A little bit of the storytelling maybe. Yep. Um, but otherwise, it was a, it was a good, little, um, good little story on, you know, uh, a backstory on, on Black Widow and just um, finding out, um, you know what her life was like, and the fact that you know she her, about what happened with her and her family and mm. all that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. to find out that she wasn't exactly supposed to be that family because she's been adopted into it, um, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I'll probably watch it again just so that I can get more information out of it. Mm. So I yeah, can sort yeah. Of, um, sit with it a bit more and just sort of digest what I've seen. Because mm-hmm. watching it the first time through, um, there were things that I probably missed. Right. Um, in terms of understanding. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, I enjoyed the film. Good. Yeah. Cool. Mike, what did, what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, considering with when we first watched it and you asked what my opinion was, I was like, I need to sit with it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yeah. So yeah. So when I when we went into it, I didn't really, I didn't want to have any high expectations, and I actually said that. Smart. Uh, I didn't want any high expectations because I was thinking um, when it was supposed to be released, it was it it was meant to be. Uh, it felt like it was a a movie just to have a a, a nice send off for. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black uh, as, yeah. as uh, uh, Black Widow, and uh, not necessarily it's like it needs to be like like we just came off um, Endgame, mm-hmm. and it and and oh it's got to be something huge. It's like no, it's a neat neat little story to yeah. to deal with like like um, her, her origins and also where she is as a character, like right before um, she. Spoiler alert for Infinity <laughs> War, but she dies. Yeah. Um, and it and with the, and with this movie in mind, it sort of cha- changes my 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 viewing for Infinity War, where um, 
she is fighting with um, uh, uh, Hawkeye of who who's going to be the one, and she she yeah, is con- game, yeah. and she is content with her life. It's like, well, I had a reconciliation, so it was from this film, and it sort of sits with me. It's like, okay, it was it's I can sort of understand why why she chose what she had because she didn't have anything. She didn't have a family. Like when we were watching Infinity War for the first time, we 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 knew she she didn't really have a family. She couldn't have a family because of her uh, of what happened to her in the red in the red room. Yeah, and and like when I was watching it, it was like, oh, you had so much potential. You you could have done so so much. Like even after this, I knew you were on you were on the run, and and once and once it stops, you can like li- live your life, and then. And it's kind of good having this movie in the backdrop of your mind when you're watching Infinity War now. That she she has reconciled with her foster, uh, well, foster. She was forced to be in it. But, yeah. But but she, uh, but it was a circumstance that she had to deal with with her with her sister, and it's kind of cool of having her her in the MCU now. Yeah, I love and, her. And it, it was a good little back. It was a good little in, introduction for her as well, and we get get to know if she's going to do more for the MCU. <laughs> but I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And what really clinged it for me of enjoying this film is when when um maybe a little bit spoilery, but it's at the start, and it sort of set me in for what this movie is like. Uh, when uh, she's on the run, she's in Norway. Uh, well, spoilers, whatever. Uh, <laughs> she's always in. She she's on the run from um, from uh, Civil Ross. War. Ross, yeah, from, Civil from War. Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, she she's um, and she's watching and she's watching Moonraker. Mm. And I was going, why are they? Why did they choose Moonraker? And, and I thought, I get it. She's a spy. He's a spy. Yeah. And and it got me thinking. It was like, okay. There's probably a reason why they chose Moonraker for for that bit, and uh, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's a bit because you see a lot of parallels between Moonraker and and this film, uh, and it sort of got me in the mindset. It's like, okay, uh, it's Roger Moore. You're not the meant to take this too seriously. You're meant to enjoy yourself, and I and and that's the reason why I sort of in, in, enjoyed it through. If this was a Bond, like. Uh, take of a a um, a Marvel film. Yeah. So so I enjoyed it on that on that front, and yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed her, her family and her dysfunctional family, but they make it work at the end. So yeah. Yeah, nice. I feel like they probably could have lent into the Bond inspiration maybe a bit more. I don't know. Well, not to spoil it, but Taskmaster was kind of like Jaws. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. And in Moonraker, um, uh, uh, Jaws sort of gets a redemption at the mm, end. That's so. true. Yeah, very true. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's our uh, mostly spoiler-free sort of thoughts. <laughs> I was, I was going <laughs> to mention, I was like, well, Moonraker is uh, a base in space. Yes. <laughs> and there's something else up in the sky. It's a bird. One. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman. Yeah, Superman's in in Black Widow. <laughs> That's a spoiler. Don't don't spread misinformation. I'm allowed to. No, it's uh, my podcast too. <laughs> I'm allowed to talk shit if I want. Good. Okay, <laughs> you talk shit. It's fine. I do talk shit. <laughs> I talk shit a lot and good. 
<laughs> I talk shit good. <laughs> you talk shit good. So, that's our thoughts on, on Black Widow. All right. So, we have Ooh. finally arrived at the part, the at- segment... The section. What, right now? Right now. Not back then. Not back then. Because I, I just made it weird. You just made it weird. And that's fine. I like weird. I <laughs> like weird. Ah! Culture! Ah, yes, it's popcorn culture time. <laughs> now you said it. Now she said it. Because <laughs> Kendall said it. You, you said it when Kendall it was, says it, yeah. but you don't say it when I say it. And I feel it down. <laughs> I thought it was friendly. How about I cheer you up by saying... It's popcorn culture time. It's popcorn culture time, and we are going to be talking about, of course, episode five of Loki. Yay! What? Well, that's meant to make me cheer up, is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> that didn't mean it for it to sound like that. So aggressive. <laughs> I can be aggressive if you want. Be aggressive. Be, be, be aggressive. aggressive. So oh, we're going to talk about Bring It On. Yay! <laughs> so this is episode five of Loki, which was uh, very appropriately called Journey into Mystery. The penultimate. And the penultimate, yes. Penultimate. Penultimate episode of Loki. Loki. I, I want to say of season one because I'm praying, praying we get a second season. That's what I was going to look um, up. Which is a rumour at this point, uh, might I clarify. They have not, Marvel has not confirmed this show is getting a second season. I'm hoping on Wednesday we will find out. Um, but <laughs> until then, what an episode. Yeah. What a great episode this was. Again, again, every single week this show just gets better and better and better. Um, third one. But okay. I love the third one. Okay. I will forever defend the third episode. <laughs> um, however... We have uh, this super cool episode, which uh, basically has, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we got our huge cool like uh, post credit scene last week that revealed um, some new Loki variants that we, we, you know, didn't know we were going to get to meet. Classic Loki, played by Richard E. Grant. <laughs> we got Kid Loki, played by Jack Veal. We've got Boastful Loki, played by Diobia Opare. And we have the real MVP, Alligator Loki. <laughs> and then the next day, Play. all of the pops came out as well. I lost my ever-loving mind. I am getting all of them. <laughs> I've already pre-ordered my... There's a Loki pop of him wearing the TVA outfit. Yeah. And there are two versions of Sylvie pops that I'm, I'm getting. One glows in the dark and one doesn't. And I'm getting them both. All of the Loki pops oh, for Kindle. I like. I like. Build a new shelf. I like um, to say my uh, on the internet. I like the name uh, Loki Gator. Loki Gator. Yeah, Loki Gator works. Loki yeah. Gator works. Did did enjoy me some Loki Gator. Um, I I just really want to say I loved the opening shot of this episode. Yes. Like when it comes in and it's all upside down going through the TVA. Like obviously it's metaphoric in terms of what's going on because shit's kind of topsy turvy. Very Brazil. Very yeah, very yeah. And that was one of the films that they list like listed mm. as an inspiration uh, was Brazil and um, you know and so that's really really cool. They've gone for that. Um, and then just that sweeping shot as we're going into the void and seeing the destruction. Um, this place where we found out all the multiverses converge when they get pruned. They get sent to the void at the end of time. Um, you know, which is why we have all of these ruins from, 
you know, cities and stuff and why, mm. the, why there's like a damaged Avengers Tower in the background. Uh, I you know, not yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of things you need to notice. There are a lot of Easter eggs just in the landscape <laughs> of this, of, of the void. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I love that opening shot and that, and then that reveal, like this is on the cold open and that reveal of Elias, the massive cloud the purple monster, cloud. The, per- the, the, just, yeah, I really, really visually was taken aback by how that all kind of looked. What did you, what did you guys uh, think of this little cold open? Just kind of, just kind of didn't give you too much, just kind of set the scene a little bit. In terms of the landscape, oh, and then we and then we were we were in. Yeah, um, it really did um, take me into what was going on. Uh, I was like, well, after getting that last little shot of um, Loki actually being alive in the last episode. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coward. Lots of uh, and then finding out that a lot of these other Lokis have just that is where all the other Lokis have been. Um, and I'm just like, oh, wow, okay. This is kind of like if, if if they're saying that this is a part of the timeline that hasn't even been written yet and it's sort of writing as it goes along. Um, yeah, it's in, it's, it's in apocalypse mode. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, and it was, it was quite a tease, I think, because we get, you know, our title card, straight after that and then we're back at the TVA and uh, dealing with you know Sylvie and, and Ravona Renslayer having their you know Sylvie's trying to figure out if she can trust her and because because we learned that Ravona had no idea that mm. the timekeepers were robots um, and which I I don't know of, if I believe it part of me still wants to call bullshit on it but the way she was acting throughout the episode she it does, like, especially at the end when she's, you know, asks, she asks, asks Miss Minutes to actually bring up those files in the beginning of the TVA. She yeah. doesn't actually know, but she wants to, she wants to find out just as much, but for different reasons. Essentially, so. she's like the opposite of Mobius. Like, when, when he discovers, like, the truth, he goes, okay, this is the truth. Then I, I need to do this sort of thing. But, but with Renslayer, she's the opposite. It's like, okay, that's, that, that's, that's the truth. But the only thing that I do know is to keep the keep keep the um uh, the TBA running. So that's all she knows. And yeah, she keeps yeah, on going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In a in a way, she she she's not villainous yet in my eyes. Okay. But she does she does have uh, intent to fall within within that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah, because she's she she. Well, the interesting thing though, I other takeaway from that this opening exchange with her and Sylvie is the fact that she knows that pruning doesn't kill any like variants mm. it, it just it sends them to the void so she knew that but she just didn't know what's beyond the void who's running the show yeah uh, which is interesting um but I'm so glad Sylvie didn't fall for Ravona's no. bullshit yeah. <laughs> she- she's a Loki of course she's not going to yeah <laughs> yeah so that was that was a bit of a relief um yeah, but um, but no, so it's, and then because Sylvie's then like, well, you know, like, if the only way I'm gonna get to get to who's behind this, get to Loki, is if I prune myself, because you know, she... rad move. Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I was actually expecting it. I'm like, she's going to prune herself because mm. that's the only way she's going to get there. Because mm-hmm. Loki got pruned and that's how they, he got there. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Especially because <laughs> she, you know, immediately finds out that clearly this, uh, this ship that Ravona is trying to get Miss Minutes to find schematics on, this, mm. like, you know, uh, it, it clearly does not exist. Which, which Miss Minute actually name dropped that first. The name of the ship. Well, she she uh, she's the one that suggested it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I do have a theory on that. Oh, do you want to go into it now? Or you want to leave it for later? Mm, maybe later. Maybe Wait, later. I may, maybe do a big fucking spew at the okay. end. Okay. At the end, let's do it then. Let's do it then. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the meat of the episode then, which is you know our uh, characters uh, and Loki kind of taking in this new environment, these different versions of himself. And, you know, he's like, can can we just stop for a second so I can ask several thousand questions <laughs> yeah. about what's really going on? Um, and then Now, the, Loki's the audience. Yeah, so Lo- Loki's the, yeah, the audience surrogate in this situation, which is kind of funny. And I loved the way Tom Hiddleston played it. Um, and he just kind of has that breakdown. I'm like, someone tell me what the hell is going on. <laughs> and he just has this rant. And I love, I love the fact that he's like, you know, and now I found out there's an alligator version of me and, and you know, I'm heartbroken to say that that's, that has not affected me in any way. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, nothing is shocking anymore. Um, yeah. So this introduction to our four Loki variants, uh, with our Loki, what did you, what did you guys think about, about this kind of setup for the episode? It was an interesting sort of contrast to see the different personalities that we could get from a Loki. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was also uh, a lot of fun to find out that there could also be an alligator version of a Loki. I yeah. know. <laughs> Which I, I enjoy as a running gag throughout this episode that people need to keep being reminded that, yes, it's a, he's a version of a Loki. He's a Loki. Like, he's, he's green. He, he's green. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> he has green, he has horns. He's a Loki. And, and he survived. Yeah. And he survived. Yeah, that that was one one line I really enjoyed, was the fact that, you know, that, that is it, was, it cla- was, it, was it classic Loki, I think, that says it? Like, the reason why... That's what we do. We survive. We survive. Loki's yeah. what Loki's do. So that's why there's so many Loki's there in yeah. the void, because mm. they that's, yeah, what they do. Yeah, exactly. I thought I, thought, I love that, how that t- kind of tied into what Loki said in episode four with Sylvie about how, you know... Loki's don't die, we we survive. Yeah. Like cockroaches. Like cockroaches. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful cockroaches. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, no, I really, really loved it, and the the uh, interesting hearing about all their different Nexus events, like the reason the TVA came mm. for them. Um, <laughs> Alligator Loki ate the wrong neighbor's cat, <laughs> apparently, which was funny. Um, and uh, boastful Loki was like, uh, "I killed Iron Man and Captain America, and I took all six Infinity Stones." Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of he kind of gives off the the vibe of you know. His name's Boastful Loki. Yeah, yeah. Probably only half true. Probably only half true. <laughs> um, Kid Loki was interesting. Mm. He killed Thor. Mm. And that was his Nexus event. Killed Loki as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Kid Loki, yeah. Kid, kid Loki killed Thor when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then became king of Asgard. Yeah. Yeah. Very shocking. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. And also the fact that he was the leader, like... For some In reason, group. he was their yeah. he was the the rightful king of the void. Apparently, I mm. found that really interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, of course, we, we get classic Loki's backstory because, you know, they're all sitting around talking about it, drinking their boxed wine. <laughs> <laughs> and our Loki's like, you know, he wants to find out. And then the fact that they they straight up were just like, not only is this classic Loki actually our Loki but in the future, but he survived Thanos. And they went out of their fucking way to say, did I write it down? I hope I wrote it down. The fucking the, the way the line like they said this he said this freaking line I don't think I wrote it down but about how um, <laughs> blades are useless in the face of a Loki sorcery yeah, yeah I was very very happy to have some vindication which sort of uh, from Infinity War it sort of becomes true at the end of this episode it does and yeah it also it also when he when he's talking about how how he survived he made a a um, was it? He made an illusion so perfect that, that even, even the Mad Titan was fooled by was it. Was fooled by it, yeah. and it became a piece of debris, which actually was a theory that people had. It was one of my theories. Yeah, yeah. He became a piece of piece Cause of like, debris. Because like, surely he's not actually dead, dead, right? Well, this is before we knew he was going to pop up in an endgame, you know, in the time <laughs> travel stuff. That's what I thought, because I'm like, there's no way, like, that he would just do that. And I, but I do like that they also kind of explain it, like, well, you know. Blades are daggers are pretty. We like them, you know. Loki's are a sucker for a good dagger, <laughs> as we know. And I do love well, as a dagger. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I can't. I, well, do you want want him to want Loki to die a hero, or do you want him to uh, uh, disappear like a coward? I. That's a good point, mm. but I mean, I just. I just wish they had hand like I'm I'm okay I'm glad that they didn't do this classic Loki thing in the main timeline but I just wish they had have handled the death better like if he'd used magic against Thanos and still been defeated yeah. would have made more sense but than sh- what he actually did because I was thinking about it surely the Nexus event was him escaping and it was because yeah because uh, uh, Loki gave time for for the Bifrost to actually take. Um, uh, Hulk back to Earth for him to alert um, Doctor Strange. Um, I'm yeah, tra- I'm well, trying to remember. Yeah, to remember I right. I haven't seen Infinity War in, in a couple of years. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think I think that did kind of buy a little bit of time. Maybe I, I think I can't remember. I honestly can't remember, and I'm hating myself right now because I'm so tired. I just can't remember. No, but, that's okay. But um, but yeah, but the, the but yeah, classic Loki's Nexus event is isn't revealed until he's like after after that. I you know while I was drifting through space, I started contemplating my existence and my glorious purpose and yeah. all this. And that's when he was like, everything I've ever done just hurts people. And I'm thinking like the TBA couldn't find him because he's a piece of debris just flo- floating. In. I don't think that they, they would have found him anyway. That's, but I think that's but, sort of my head cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I, I can appreciate because what his nexus event is because he left the planet that he floated to. The, no, the the point of it is the fact that he decided to exile himself from everyone else he was on this planet that was not interfering with anything else so the main timeline proceeded as planned right but because he made the decision to re-emerge and find out find you know find out if thor still missed him like he missed his brother he missed his family and all of this he wanted to you know reconnect finally after all these years so because that would bring him back into the foray that he's not supposed to be in that's why the tv right okay where because and that's why 
and that's also what Kid Loki says, like, every time we try and better ourselves, the TVA steps in and kills us. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Because okay. we're not supposed to... But we're not supposed to improve ourselves. That's yeah. kind of the point that they're getting at. Because sort of the way I'm thinking it is uh, the, the, time, the, the main timeline that they're doing is all these Lokis are following the timeline until, and, until something happens, like Kid Loki kills Thor, uh, which he wasn't meant to do in the main timeline. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, yeah, like I was think, thinking that, but there, there's a theory that I had at the mm-hmm. end where, uh, the reason why they're going after, the, the, there's a reason why they're going after Lokis in particular, who don't really have a Nexus event, and that's what Sylvie is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, we, we don't, we still don't really know why, you know, Renslayer was sent to bring her in. Yeah. And reset her timeline, apart from the fact that she was born a woman, but she was allowed to live to a certain age before they were like, oh, we got to take her. But we don't see whatever the Nexus event was. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, you know, obviously then we see that Nexus event with her and Loki on Lamentus and stuff, and then that also throws a spanner in the works of, they touched. of what's going on. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it's yeah, it's all very, mm. it's all very interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, um... What? What else? Um, I, well, okay, Fulia, did you notice Throg? <laughs> <laughs> Not many did. Not many did. I did. <laughs> so, in the scene where our Lokis are walking, like they've they've walked walked through the landscape, right? They've gotten away from Eliath safely. They've descended into their bunker. Yeah. And as as we go down into the bunker with them, the camera pans through the earth, and we see Mjolnir. In the ground. Yes. Yes. So just so you, you you are totally forgiven for missing it because yeah a lot of people did, but just underneath Mjolnir is a glass like a glass. I uh, saw that. And there's a little thing in it. I jumping. wondered who that was. Throg. What? So <laughs> <laughs> so in 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 the comics, uh, Loki. There's one run of the comics. Loki turned Thor into a frog. Uh-huh. So there is a frog Thor that exists in the Marvel comic canon. That can hold Mjolnir. And he's worthy of the hammer. Wow. Yeah, and he's affectionately known as Throg. <laughs> um, so he, in this just blink and you'll miss it almost Easter egg. I did see it. Yeah. And I saw it moving and saying something I couldn't make out. And I'm just like, um, who is that? Yeah. What? Is, is that another Loki that got stuck or something? <laughs> that's, that's where my thought process went. Yeah, it's a Thor it's that a got stuck. It's very, a Thor. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Mike, Mike, did you did you like that little... Yeah, I didn't notice it and, and until someone told me. And I thought, it's like, oh, I thought it was like a, like a mini mini Thor. Like, if Thor was... Um, if Thor was, was a part of, like, the pin particles or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like... And then I watched it on the big screen when they told me. It was like, no, nah, it's a frog. It's like, it's a frog? And I looked back and I was like, oh, it's a fucking frog. Because <laughs> yeah. I was too busy going, oh, it's the Thanos copter. Yeah, because literally <laughs> like just, just before, before that, that, yeah, there was a Thanos copter. So that's another comic book reference. Um, it, back in the you know early comics when Thanos was introduced in like the 70s. Yeah, back in the 70s. They had him riding around in a yellow helicopter that literally had the word Thanos on the side. And they put it in this episode of Loki. Like, literally just before they get in the bunker, you see it in the background. It says Thanos on it. Nope, did yeah. not see that. That's okay. That's okay. It was next to a nuclear warhead. Yeah. 
What nuclear war? There was. A nu- there was. A I nu- missed a lot of that episode. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll be forg- you're forgiven for this. There was. They packed a lot of Easter eggs. Like yeah. I've, I've watched like two videos breaking down every Easter egg, and it's just insane the amount of them. Like there's even a wreckage <laughs> of, of fucking um, Ronan the Accuser's ship, the Dark Aster. Oh my god! In the background really? in one shot. Yeah. Oh. There's, there's also the Sanctum Centaurum. Oh really? Well. That it, I missed. In that pan. Yeah. yeah. At the start. It's oh, it goes through and you see the... Oh, Yeah, shit. it's just right down here. There's like okay. all these other buildings, but down here is like I the missed second it. thing. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, there's also a giant yellow jacket helmet. Um, so yellow jacket was the villain from Ant-Man 1. Hmm. Um, so there's a shot where there's just this big helmet. So it kind of implies that he went big instead of going really small, maybe. Hmm. And, and that got, was the variant. And, and that was a Nexus event or some, of some kind. But yeah, there's lots of cool Easter eggs like that. But the Throg one was my favorite. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. I thought it was so cool. Um, but yeah, I really want to talk about, and I'm excited to hear what you guys think, the, the sequence where um, we have the arrival of President Loki and, yeah. and his army. In the bunker. So that's where we saw him in the trailer. Yes. And I was like, when is he going to pop up? And yes. And then we see him. In this episode. In this episode. Finally. Um, in probably my favorite, well, maybe not my favorite scene of the episode, but the funniest scene of the episode. Mm. Um, where it's just one Loki betraying another Loki, betraying another Loki. Around and around we go. Yeah. Um, and hilarity ensues. Yeah. Um, He's not very strong. Who? He, the the. the the president Loki. President Loki. Why, why do you say that? Because alligator Loki decides to chop off his hand. <laughs> Couldn't do that the boastful Loki. <laughs> that, though, that was fucking hilarious. That scream that Tommy Lutton put know. on that was hysterical. I was cacking like myself. Yeah, it was so funny. very bitch-like in nature. It was, wasn't it? I, I, I don't even care. I loved it, but <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I loved everything about President Loki, and I'm sad that we're not, probably not going to get any more. Um, oh, but, okay. oh, really? Well, who knows? We might. Because it also tacks on to my theory. Oh, okay. We'll get we'll get into that later. Mm, or, yep. Yep. Later we will. <laughs> All right. Excite excitement. Um, but no, I loved like his whole look and finally seeing him and and getting to see Tom kind of play a more malevolent sort of version of Loki a little bit was was fun. But yeah, just the way like you know, boastful Loki betrayed Kid Thor, Kid Thor, Kid Loki, and fucking yeah. and all and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, what did yeah, what did you guys think of that that whole sequence? Good. This is <laughs> a giant punch on. Yeah. <laughs> of all these Lokis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Loki punch on. A Loki punch on. Um, he needs to learn to love himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> um. He definitely tried in this episode. It was. It was a, like that scene was all right. I like that it had some funny moments. Um. But it just it happened so quickly that it was over very fast. Yeah. But I did enjoy how our Loki was like dodgy. Like first he was standing off in the background or being like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed for myself." But then and then he's like dodging everything like mm. really kind of comically, yeah. which I thought was good. Um. And then there's this one shot of like kid Loki and alligator Loki looks like they're doing get help, <laughs> <laughs> oh, which I thought was good. But yeah, Mike, did you like this this bunker scene with all the Lokis? I did, and. Um... It de- definitely sets up like a sort of uh, like the world building with, with where they are. Even though you you only see it for a one, for one week of the void, where the only, only people who are who who can survive are Loki's, mm-hmm. and and of course they they can't they can't work together really, except for in small groups and 
and yeah, mm. I did. I did like it. Good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Can't really say too much about about it. It, it sort of, it sort of sets up like what Loki is because this is a Loki story. This is yeah. Uh, you know the, the 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 fact that you know the logo itself is all these different kind of fonts st- mm. is starting to make more and more sense as we're going through. Um, okay. Well, do you guys have a favorite Loki variant out of all the ones? we saw in this episode uh, um, including our main n- new, newer introductions mm. that we got I kind of I like Sylvie like even though she's not one of the ones that actually she there. sort of rejects the sort of yeah. Loki thing I kind of I kind of like where she's going like her personality is going mm. um, and it just makes her a bit more independent um and the fact that it's you know it's a female Loki. I know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do like. Which is not something that. that you will ever usually get. Um, but if we're talking about the ones that we've just got introduced to in this particular episode, um, I kind of I kind of like classic Loki, just yeah. in the sense that he seems wiser in in his way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that makes just sense. being like. Here's a, here's some advice and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I do like I do like that. And you know, Rich, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Making sure I got that no, right. No, well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, he's he's a lot of fun to watch in, ter- in terms was, of an actor as well. So he was he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. You tagged me in a Instagram post <laughs> where where Richard E. Grant and, and Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson had a little chat like a. Like a behind a, the scenes, a behind the scenes thing, and it was freaking hilarious. It's on Instagram. I highly recommend. Yeah, Richard <laughs> E. Grant shared it to his Instagram. It's just Owen, yeah, Owen him he, and Owen Wilson being yeah, funny. Yeah, he's just uh, Richard just uh, asks Owen how. So how how did I do? Did I do well? And uh, Owen's just like, um, what was it? Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was it was something that was implied to the point. It was like a pun. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It was it was I a double meaning. It but it's so just funny. go watch it. It's very funny. Yeah, mm. very 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 funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, just on that before I throw it to Mike, I classic Loki was my favorite thing. Yeah. In this episode, alligator Loki aside, because the gags with him were fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Really enjoyed that comedy. And the um, fact that who who's who. Is it is it classic Loki that's the only Loki that can understand him? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like a Han and Chewie situation. Yeah. Um, so that was also quite amusing. But yeah, yeah I lo- no, I love classic Loki because, you know, again, gave me some vindication for in, uh, Infinity War in a way. And, uh, you know, and just because I love Richard E. Grant so much, I'm a fa- such a fan of his, and he was having the time of his life, and we'll get to the end of the episode shortly, but the, that ending was just, yeah, wonderful. Mm. And he brought it so good. Uh, Mike, did you have a favourite Loki variant? Yeah, I did. And uh, it's the... Um, yeah. It's the one with the uh, the bicycle uh, handles on his helmet. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You blink and you miss it, but... He's there. He's de- there. It definitely reminded me of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Zielinski. <laughs> Wayne Zielinski's helmet. <laughs> yes. Because if you don't have a helmet, you just make make do. Exactly. Especially if, if you're in a barren wasteland. Yeah. So I like his efficiency. That yes. Loki. Yes. Bicycle helmet. Loki. Uh, bicycle, yeah, bicycle helmet, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> I want that as a Foco Pop. Yeah, yeah, they should do that. They should absolutely. I want, yeah, I want. Of all the variants. All of the variants there. 
bicycle helmet Loki. It's the fucking best. But I do joke. Um, classic Loki was definitely one of my favourites. Uh, yeah. j- just see- just seeing him in the in the last episode, just just there, it's like I'm going to like you. And then, and then yeah, it happened at the end. It's like oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, well, you like him. Yeah. You like him. But, yeah. yeah. And also another another one to put on my tally. I know. <laughs> I was I literally every time it keeps happening, and I'm like, "Fucking Mike's just gonna keep winning, isn't he?" But, with, <laughs> but then again, with all the Loki deaths so far, this has definitely been one of my saddest. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that's what the Marvel is. You you build up to your highest power, and then, and that's that. Yeah, that's that. Speaking of high powers, before we get into uh, the the finale, um, we 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 should probably talk about Sylvie and Mobius. Kind of becoming buddy yes. buddy a little bit, yes. um, because he ro- Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah, he rocks up in that pizza in that pizza pizza car, which is <laughs> quite amusing. Um, and 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 saves her. And I love how he's like, "You just, what are you doing? You just don't jump into a stranger's car like that." <laughs> and she was literally about to be devoured. It was very funny. Um, yeah, no, I like the two of them and that that moment they had in the car of like you know, of them coming to terms with each other and where, where they stand and, you know, he, he apologised for, you know, hunting her like a dog, mm. which is what she said, mm. um, and all that stuff. But I, and I, but I, what you were saying about Sylvie before, Fulia, I really love how she's, I mean, I don't like how she's making our Loki, <laughs> my Loki, <laughs> in, uh, inferior. Because she really is the superior Loki. She is. Like, she's got her shit on lock. She knows what she's doing. She's got a better plan than him. Um, better, better, you know, just the, the situation all around. But I suppose she's she has had an incredible, yeah. an incredibly different life experience to him. She, she's lived outside of the Loki timeline yes. for far longer than... Uh, than any other Loki. So yeah. she would actually pick up some sort of... Uh, you know, it's like street smarts. Street smarts, but yeah. interdimensional <laughs> uh, street smarts. Yeah. 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 So you can sort much. of see her developing in a different way than Loki. Yeah. Loki is like, I want everything. Give me the Tesseract. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really, yeah. So I'm really loving what they're doing with Sylvie in terms of making her this... Um, you know, this this very powerful woman, um, mm. you know, that's just kind of, you know, there with with the plan, um, and with, with the you know, the the mission at hand. So um yeah. So I I think she's I think she's fantastic. Um yeah, what else I don't know, what else should I oh, what else should we talk about? Um, um before we get into the end the end of it all and your the theory. Scene where they talk about the plan with the other Lokis and they laugh at them for that plan. Oh, do you mean when when they're in the bunker and 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 uh, our Loki's like, uh, I I want to I'm gonna kill Elioth. If it lives, it dies. Yeah. And Sylvie needs me and all this stuff. Yes. Like he does this big grandstanding thing and he's like, I'm going to kill it and I and I need all the help I can get. And then they just he laugh. Made, who's yeah. with me? Who's ah, with ah, me? Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make this full on speech. I thought it was going somewhere and then all of a sudden they started laughing. I'm like. No. <laughs> and, and then Sylvie has a plan, and everyone likes it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna That's we're gonna we're gonna start with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was good. How um, do you kill smoke? <laughs> how do you kill 
Hey, you kill smoke. And I, yeah, and then I really liked the, you know, the one quiet moment of the episode after after that is when, you know, we have Mobius talking to Kid Loki and Classic Loki and mm. Alligator Loki and stuff and the whole he's green is any little moment yeah. happens. Yeah. And maybe Mobius says to Classic Loki, well, look, Classic Loki says, well, you lived all your life and then you get just going to change. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. He's well, like... You can always change. Exactly. It's never too late to change. Like, that's what, um, yeah, that's what uh, Mobius says. But, um, but no, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, the, the fact that Mobius is, again, he seems to have this effect on Loki's because he's the one that says to, you know, classic Loki, yeah, you know, he gives him that, that kind of catalyst of, like, I'm going to change, you know, mm. which we see come to fruition later in the episode. Um, and then I, and then we get that really good scene that I liked. You guys probably didn't, I'm imagining, with Loki and Sylvie, um, where they're just kind of yes talking to each other, having a moment. Yes, the whole thing with the blanket, I was getting all the feels. And yes, I, but uh, at the same time, I was like, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? And to be like, honest, I was just waiting for something. But all they did was just have a heart to heart sort of conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike. It was still a lovely moment. <laughs> it's Don't a great moment. It's a great. I, I thought it was a really sweet moment. Mike, yeah. Mike, what did you think? I didn't know a frost giant can get cold. Yeah, that was probably the only thing about this episode I had an issue with. I'm like, they're both frost giants technically, so well, not even technically they are. So why, why were they cold? Well, unless because they haven't spent their lives as frost giants, so maybe their immunity to to cold isn't there. Well, maybe this Loki is a frost giant, and maybe Sylvie is a, maybe a frost giant. We don't know. Uh, it could be. Well, we've got an alligator Loki. We don't know if he was originally an alligator or he turned himself into an alligator and he got stuck. Also true. Yeah. So it could be different variables, but we know Loki as a frost giant, and apparently he gets cold. It's like I, I'm cold. Would you like? Would you, Would you like my jacket? Smooth move, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I could conjure one for you if you like, and then she's like, "You could conjure me a new outfit," and I was like, "This Ooh. is going in a direction I didn't yeah. expect." When she said that, I was my mind went straight to the gutter. <laughs> um, but it was a way for them to to kind of pick on the fact that the the costumes and everything that they have to wear are very intense and heavy and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and tight. And tight. So I, I thought that was funny. But um tight leather. Tight leather. But yeah, I did think I did think for a second that Loki was going they were going to kiss maybe. I did think hey. that. And I would and I again You two should kiss. And again, yeah. Again, I'm I don't have a problem with it, but I do know why people have have a Some problem with it. Do. Some people do. But I don't think that's I don't think that's what's going to happen based on what happened the rest of the episode. Their connection just seems to be not that it just whatever their bond is it's not romantic I don't think it's not it's not like that but just I don't know the way they played that scene was yeah the way the way Loki was looking at Sylvie was just very I don't know it was interesting and mm. but and then they were both like you know kind of I don't know how to do this sort of thing but I think it's probably just because they've never had any kind of connection with someone like this yeah. before and I think that's what it is really yeah I don't know that's my takeaway but I thought it was I thought it was a cute cute little scene. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to actually talk about it because uh, yeah, because we don't know what the variable is. It, no. Is is we don't know what this is. We don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't know what it Where is. Where it leads to. No. A kid not, Loki. Not yet. 
<laughs> but I did like the moment because he, when when he, you know, like Sylvie's like, oh, are you going to betray me when this is all done? Like, or before we get through this? And he goes, I know what I did. I know why I did it. I'm not that person anymore. So we're, we're getting this kind of redeemed Loki now in a different way, which is kind of cool. It would be a good thing to do, uh, have that conversation in the last episode, but if it's in the second ep- episode, there's definitely going to be a U-turn on that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they've gone out of their way to really kind of... Hammer home. Hammer that- home that he's not the Loki we thought he was going to be in this show and that he's changed and all this stuff. So, I don't know. But you could be right. We, You know, this show is very hard to predict. Mm. So, if we've learned anything. But we'll try. But we'll try. Um, what did you guys think of the, the, the Mobius send-off? You know, he goes back to the TVA and he's like, I'm going to burn it to the ground. Um, you didn't say it like that. You said, burn it to the ground. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to burn it to the ground. Thanks for the spark. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, that was another nice little mm. moment. And they hugged. I'm like, oh, my God, Loki's hugging someone. <laughs> I haven't seen that in ten years. So, yeah. Yeah, um, kind of cool. Uh, maybe this is he's gone postal. He's going to destroy He's going to bring that down the TVA now, yeah. Yeah, well, attempt to. Attempt to. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see how much of him we see next week. Mm. Probably a lot. I hope so. Because uh, I watched a video of someone who, before the fifth episode dropped, they actually went through all the um, footage that we've seen in, like, pr- uh, promotional promotional material mm-hmm. and um, there there is a scene with Morbius back at the TBA. Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright, nice. So we're going to get some... I want, I want some Morbius against Renslayer action. Mm-hmm. I think they will. Yeah. Go, well, it's in the promotional episode. It, it's going it, to happen. It, it's in the promotional stuff, but he, do, he does end up in Renslayer's um, uh, office, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Alright. With with a with a pruning stick. With a pruning stick. Okay. Well, that'll be good. Mm. I hope I hope Slayer gets pruned. She probably won't, but um, something uh, something interesting will happen. That's one of my theories. <laughs> okay. We'll get into that in a moment because yep. I want to just talk about the final fight. Yeah. Yes. Loki and Sylvie. You know, kind of. You know. Realizing how powerful they can be because of what classic Loki does, he decides to to step in and fulfill his glorious purpose. That is awesome. Wasn't it amazing? So good. The he fact built Asgard. He recreated Asgard using his magic. Yeah. Like that was insane. Insane. It was the best distraction ever. And the <laughs> best decision to ha- in the music to have bars of Flight of the Valkyrie. Did they actually? They had. Rewatch it again. It was Fuck, dun, 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 dun. oh my! Because I I commented the score, but I missed the flight of the Valkyrie reference because the score in in that sequence and how they brought in that like operatic choir sort of to back up the bombasticness, the cinematicness of it, the whole. Oh man, it was amazing. Yeah, I it loved was really it. Good. I loved it. <sighs> yeah, it was so. Good. It was so good. I mean, it, was, it sucked to see classic Loki it go, but made me what a way. so happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just such a great moment, wasn't it? And he is my Loki. 
<laughs> That's fair. I don't blame you for that because he's he was fucking amazing. Green tights and everything. Green tights and everything. So good. And you know the last thing he says before he goes is glorious purpose, and he just starts cackling and I'm just like, laughs yeah. into the face face of a life. Like so cool, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about losing classic Loki after only just getting him? Yeah, I was a bit sad about it. I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too soon. I know. Stick we, around. We only, we only just got to meet him. We only just got to meet him. <laughs> but no, what a what an incredible sacrifice. And cool, again, to see a different version of Loki also kind of have a redemption in a way. In one episode. In one episode. He had a full fucking developed character arc in one episode. Like, <laughs> writing on this show is amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the stuff with Loki and Sylvie in this moment where, you know, you know, Loki realizes we're more, we're, we're more powerful than we realized and, you know, they hold hands and they have like a, remind me of Guardians 1, you know, when, yeah, they, bit, when yeah. they've got the power stone and they're, they're trying to kill oh, Ronan. Um, and they're like holding hands trying to enchant, uh, Elioth. Um, and I just, I love that. You know what shot I really like? Two shots I really love. One, Loki with the, the flaming sword that kid Loki gave him. Mm. Apparently that's actually Loki's. Uh, ancestral sword that he has in the comics, so they've brought that into the show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, so the shot where he's like, "Come and get me with the sword" was really cool. Um, and when that one shot of Elias kind of flying at Sylvie, like front on, mm. was just oh, it looked amazing. I don't mm. know the whole visual aspect of this sequence. Yeah, Fulia, what did you what did you make of the, the visual effects in, in this climactic moment? It was actually really cool. Yeah, um, I. Was definitely getting a little worried. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's not going to work. <laughs> but um, I love it that it is kind of also expected that they're going to end up winning in some way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the writers can really flip the table and be like, ha, you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> they could. Yeah, they could have. They could have gone the other way with that. They could have um, next week even. Yeah. Because- um, nah, they can't. But it's really interesting. They killed Loki, but they said, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but it's really interesting to see uh, how um, they manage to use their powers together mm. to control. Yeah. Elioth, uh, yeah. yeah. Enchant, enchant and break break through him to mm. get to where they need to and be. And it's always at the last second. Always. I know. I know. And, and like, it's coming the- at them. And then all of a sudden, bang, we got them. Yeah. <laughs> we got through. We got through. Mike? Yes. Um, I think it might be time for some theories from you. Yeah. We really... finished the episode where Loki and Sylvie are walking into... They're walking into the, the whatever's beyond the void at the end of time. This is where the timeline is still being... The castle that's on that donut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that donut in space. Yeah, that donut in space. I have a couple of theories myself as to... Who of might, who it is. Of who it is mm-hmm. in, in the castle. The big bad. The big bad of the whole show. Or the person behind the curtain. Yes, the man behind the, the curtain. The old man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Or old woman. Or old woman. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I would love to hear what theories you've got. Oh, have you got any theories? Okay, well, okay, if we want to quickly go through mine. Mm. I uh, My two main theories at this point... Uh, um, I'm one of them is e- leaning even further into the Kang the Conqueror thing mm. because uh, Elioth has connections to Kang in the comics. Yeah. So the fact that they brought they brought Elioth in this episode, I feel feels like too big of a coincidence. But then the thing that kind of ruins that is you know uh, if Renslayer is telling the truth, she has no idea who the fuck's behind this. So mm. maybe 
So either this is how she meets Kang, if it is Kang, um, if they're doing that stuff. Because or... my theory is she gets pruned and she goes to the void and she fi- finds Kang, maybe. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that works. Um, but yeah, I, so I think it, it could definitely be uh, a version of Kang. Um, and then my other theory, which uh, I kind of hope is what they're going to do, but I don't know if they will. Uh, it's a Loki behind it all. Um, I think we kind of said this last week, maybe. Mm. Um, but I just, I think it would kind of make sense for what they're doing with the show thematically and character-wise if, you know, there's one superior Loki behind this entire thing. Like, one Loki survived, got to the end of time, because Lokis survive, and then uh, created the TVA to ensure... I don't know, but I. But then the only thing with that is, is it's just like, why has he? Why did he chose to leave the Loki we know in the MCU that died in Infinity War? Why did he cho- choose to leave this Loki and make this one the main timeline and prune everyone else? So yeah, so I've got a lot of questions, but um, but no, I think it would be really cool to see, even if it's a way for them to bring back Richard E. Grant for one more episode, mm. uh, whether or not they do it him. Or if it's a, a Tom Hiddleston-looking Loki, or if it's a Sylvie-looking... Like, who knows? Maybe Sylvie's going to double-cross everything, and she's going to be... I don't think so. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah. It's either going to be a Loki variant or Kang, the Conqueror. Fulia, do you have any thoughts before we go to Mike? Nope. Nope? All nope. right. I have no thoughts or theories. <laughs> you will be pleasantly surprised, then, I'm sure. <laughs> my, Mike, what do, you, what, what, what do you reckon? I mean, I would like to be surprised, but my uh, my juices are flowing. And I, I'm not going to be upset if I don't get this right or, or any, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's but I, the, way, the way I see it is sort of both. Because I imagine that when they're going, they're going to fi- find a variant of Loki. But it's because uh, 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 there's another bit that um, people have been talking about that it's uh, he who he who remains. remains yes. And I'm thinking they're gonna probably combine that with like a, probably an ancient Loki because he's like the king Loki. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, please bring back Richard E. Grant just to be yeah. just to be in that. I just want to be cool. See him doing a different version of a a classic Loki because. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the reasons why um, having two uh, Richard E. Grant Lokis is because they've just done, in this episode, two Tom Hiddleston Lokis mm. uh, that look exactly the same but, mm-hmm. but are different. Are different, yeah. So, so I'm hoping they, they bring back Richard E. Grant to do this sort of variant Loki that's sort of uh, living his life as, as um, him and his glorious purpose. I've done my glorious purpose because I am the ultimate Loki. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and the re- reason uh, he do- uh, I'm not thinking he probably created TVA. I'm thinking Kang uh, created TVA, but but he's probably made a deal with this particular Loki to mm-hmm. say say okay, you can have you can have this. It's just I want this particular timeline for reasons. Okay. So we don't so we don't know yet. So it's sort of setting up uh, Kang the Conqueror, but we don't know uh, Kang the Conqueror. Well. 
Well, the reason that I don't think it's Kang the Conqueror at the end is because, oh, all of a sudden there's Kang the Conqueror. It's like, yeah, nerds like us would know who Kang the Conqueror is, but the average viewer... Totally. Doesn't, to- totally no don't, idea. Don't know who, who the fuck this is. It's a big character to introduce if you're, you know, do it. But then again, they put Thanos at the in the post credit scene of Avengers 1... And a lot of people didn't know who the fuck he was, and all the fans were like, "Oh my god, they're doing Thanos!" Yeah. Um. So they could maybe do it that way. But That's I... why I'm thinking that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, the reason why the reason why um, uh, Kang is not going to be in the face of this. It will just be a name drop or anything, like, yeah. or something like that. And yeah. that's why I think uh, one of my theories is Miss Minute mm-hmm. is probably the eyes and ears of Kang. Okay. Yeah, I'd buy that. Uh, just so she can, uh, just so Miss Minute. Uh, just keeps tabs on everyone, including Renslayer, mm. who is in this position. It's like, yeah, she knows this much, but she doesn't know exactly how much. Yeah. So I'm th- thinking Miss Minna is probably going to ha- have have something at the in the end of the episode mm-hmm. of being like like a informant to Kang. To Kang, yeah. Okay, no, that's cool. And yeah, and come on, Tara Strong. Yeah, I know. Let's have more Tara Strong. Yeah. It was cool even to have if, her back. This even week. if they do something like uh, an, an embodiment of, of Miss Minute and have Tara Strong there, because she's awesome. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's what that's what I think. Okay. And I like it. the reason why there's a Loki there is because the Loki that we we've been watching, uh, him and ancient Loki are the same Loki. And Oh, so you're saying like the Loki? So the Loki we've been following in the show that branched off out of New York Avengers was meant was meant to survive all the way to the end of time and then whatever and be behind all yeah, this sort of thing. I'm thinking this is a complete time loop. Wow. Because I just went fucking ballistic. Of it's like, wait a minute, why is there a Loki here? Because I I always hands down always think there's going to be a Loki at the end. But why? Yeah, and then I'm that's thinking, the reason for Fucking it. time travel. It's going to be a, a looper thing where this Loki, uh, Tom Hilson Loki, mm-hmm. has got to destroy the TBA, mm-hmm. so maybe, and, and also kill his future self to become him. And that is the complete loop. And he, and he makes a deal, and he makes a deal with Kang... To say, okay, I'll create the TBA because it will just keep on going. Jesus H, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and and the reason <laughs> why it's not going to work is because of Sylvie. Mm. And and that would be explain why the TBA is so against her existing. Yes, and I'm thinking that Loki has got to have a choice: either be the continued loop, yeah, or not. And that's what starts the multi- the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Yeah. Okay. Because it completely fucks up. Because Loki completely fucks up it, the timeline. And that makes so much sense. Like for his a for his character because he has he has that problem of of, of you know fucking shit up and like he calls Ragnarok the destruction of Asgard you know all of that but then it also goes with the whole thing about you know glorious purpose and like predetermined destinies like and uh, you know the fact that Loki had the TVA pegged from the start about how they were bullshit yeah and the soul and, and he really is against destiny yes and then, then at the start it's like oh the destiny is he was meant to die and then he he's slowly becoming 
uh, him with Morbius is sort of rejecting that notion. It's yes. like the time is not written. It's 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 ordained because of these people yeah. high above. Uh huh. So he completely flats out saying, "Okay, we need to we we need to destroy." And there's also another uh, bit of video yep. in the um, in the promotional material where Loki actually goes back to the TBA oh. for some reason, and he still and he still got the like everything the, that he's the wearing sh- the shirt on and the, the shirt and the cut on the arm. And the cut on the- Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking he's going to try and stop Morbius from burning down the TBA, TBA because he needs it. He needs it to exist. Maybe. It needs to exist, or it oh do- my God. or the TBA does get destroyed, but he doesn't become like ultimate King Loki. Yeah, maybe he's there to to save Mobius because he doesn't want Mobius to die. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Fuck, man, that's really good. <laughs> like that sounds like that could be the end of the show <laughs> to me, in a lot of ways. I mean, if I was writing it, that- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucking good, man. Loki's what if. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And it could also be it's a uh, – it, it's probably not Richard E. Grant. It's probably um, Tom Hiddleston's Loki just with old age and and, and him being an old man. They could age maybe. Up if they want. Maybe. maybe. But, uh, uh, but I'm hoping a Richard E. Grant. I ho- I'm hoping a Richard E. Grant and he can too. play And he can play a different character. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. My God. Yes. Yeah. No. I've been thinking about this for a. F- you have for a whole. I love it. Uh, whatever long last episode was. Yeah. I was going. Holy shit! Holy Four shit! Days. Holy shit! Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. They could totally. They could totally do this. I feel like the finale is going to be very close to that. What you've just said. Or not. Or not. We could be completely left of. I'm happy to be wrong. Center here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was wrong, thinking that um, Space Jam was going to be good. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it back. Um, okay. But, no, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out what happens Yes. on uh, on Wednesday when the final episode of Loki drops on Disney+. Plus. Maybe I should film myself going, I fucking knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you should. That would be fucking fantastic. I was there. I was there. I was there when it was so, written. So, again, potential spoilers. <laughs> Yeah. Spoilers for episode six, potentially, because that's a really fucking good theory. Um, all right. I want that. Yeah. That ma- and that makes sense, because then you have your Kang and your Loki both, and it fits mm. that way. And you're introducing Kang without, you know, making it hard for the audience. Yeah. To be like, who is this person? You do it in a way that makes sense by having... You know, a Loki really behind. You do behind you, you do it for the normies yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what Marvel does. Like they they know how to make work this stuff so it works for the average viewer and the diehards like us. They they build it ever so slowly. They I do. Mean, I mean, when they, we we were we were burnt before with WandaVision yeah. saying, "Oh my God, this is the start of the uh, multiverse." No, I think this is the start of our multiverse yeah. of madness or the destroying of the multiverse. Yes. Very true, very true. Mind you, I have no idea what they could do for a second season. Yeah, that's the only other thing, is like, if they do that, how do you get a second season of Loki? Um, But we'll find out. We'll find out. Yes. Fingers crossed. They're going to, they're going to make, this will not be the end of Loki, because there's anything we've learned, Loki's survive. Yes. 
All right. I think that might do it yep. for our epic uh, review discussion theories. I'm just going to cut that bit out and actually put it on YouTube just right before, <laughs> right before everything. Yeah. Turned. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yes, Loki, episode five, Journey into Mystery. Fantastic episode. Um, I think it's fair to say we all enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, shout out to Alligator Loki for, <laughs> for being hilarious. And I, Loki Gator. Loki Gator. And I can't wait to see if Mike's theory is true or, or not true, but we'll find out on Wednesday. All right. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, then again, I just thought... In this next episode, there's probably not going to be a Loki death because I didn't say one. <laughs> but then again, there is a. There well, didn't was, you say, didn't you say they would get rid of the King Loki and 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 our Loki would take his to place? to to fulfill the prophecy? Prophecy, yeah. Because you can't have uh, a King Loki to be there. Yeah. Or he's meant to be there like all, all the time, and he needs to kill himself. Oh, I don't know. But I think the prophecy is he, he needs to fulfill the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's his destiny. It's yeah. his glorious purpose to yeah. kill his older self so he can become yeah. himself. And he's going to not do that because of Sylvie. Yeah. 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 Sylvie tells him, no, don't do that. Yeah, don't do it's, that. Because Sylvie is there to destroy the TBA and she has a change of heart. It's like, no, that's... F- no, fuck. No. We can't do this. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting for her character if she gets there and she she realizes that the TVA do serve some kind of purpose for good. I don't think so. No? I think I think the I think the main timeline is there for Kang only. Okay. So, so he can overrule. Yeah. Okay. Without being there. But the fact that she would have to come to grips with the fact that she has to let it happen. Maybe. Yeah. And the only reason why there's Loki's there because Loki's fuck up things. Yeah. And that's what they're there for. And so so he needs to. Pr- they need to prune all the yeah. Lokis, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, exciting. Mm. Yay! Can't wait. All right, let's wrap up the show, guys, uh, with some plugs. Of course, from me, I've got my uh, epic video on uh, Loki episode five. Uh, my non-scripted ramblings. Go check that out if you want some extra insight from me. Uh, and uh, I did a spoiler-free Black Widow non-scripted ramblings video which uh, is the shortest one I've done in a bit, so that was cool. Um, please go check that out now on the YouTube. Ful- yep. Fulia, what do you got to plug? Uh, the Monthly Air Winifreds is out, so please go check it out. Yes! Uh, another convincing game. We had yes. lots of fun with it. Absolutely, please we did. Please go and give it a listen. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. Do yourself a favour. Mike, you've yes. got you've got you've got a thing to plug, don't you? Yes, I've got my Rick and Morty videos are coming out every Monday. Well, Monday in in Australia. Yes. Um, and yeah, the a new one's going to be up by the time that you listen to this. this. Yes. And my previous ones are getting good. Um, I'm starting you, to. You're getting a lot of a lot of review, uh, like views and re- reactions. And yeah, stuff I'm sort of, I'm sort of changing up my formula of how, okay. how to make it better. Yeah, make, good. Make, make make it worthwhile for people to actually listen and watch my stupid ramblings. I'm actually starting to write down shit. Hey, so, so it's not as ramblish. It's it's just dot points that I find enjoyable in the mo- in, in the new. Uh, Rick and Morty episodes, as well as my overall um, thoughts of the episode as well. It, it's it's positive and negative, and I've decided not to rate any anything. Fair okay. call. Good. All right. 
Well, go check those out, guys. They're all uh, all on the YouTubes, all on the podcasting apps. Yes. That we're about to mention because uh, that's the show. Woo. That's it. We're done. Yes. And, and that was a was podcast, podcast called Fred. Yeah, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Woo! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulvia Cantarmaggio. And I've been a different variant of Loki, <laughs> Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced a podcast called Fred. Yay! Woo. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Leave us a review. Tweet us. Yes. We know you're listening. Yes. Thank you. Email us. Email us. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy lives and Loki dies. Remember to eat beef. But not in episode six. Stay safe. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Stay safe. Uh, I mean, I've already got my my hat trick. Five is a hat trick. Five. Okay. (laughs) I'll be happy anyway. And see.